Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for Walt Disney World tips and tricks. I'm your host, Danielle, and this is episode 53. My kid loves Star Wars and Marvel. Where do I go in Walt Disney World? Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you for being here and listening in today. So glad you're here. This episode is part of a little mini series I'm doing talking about different Disney IP characters, movies that you, your spouse, your friend, your kiddos may love. And if it's your first time in Disney and you're not exactly sure where you can kind of immerse them in those experiences, that's what I'm hoping to share. If you are listening in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on the web, wherever you're listening, I would so appreciate it if you could take some time to leave a rating and review. Helps other people find the podcast, and I'll be reading some of those reviews on future episodes. I would so very much appreciate it. All right, so today we're talking Star Wars and Marvel, and I am a boy mom that has quickly been converted to Star Wars, Marvel, all the movies, all the things, Um, very much love it. So if you have Star Wars or Marvel fans in your party, I want to share where you might want to go in the Walt Disney World theme parks, where you might want to consider for dining, hotels you might want to stay at, um, so that you can just really be immersed in that experience. So let's get started with the Star Wars side of things. So hands down, if you have Star Wars fans, you want to be heading to Hollywood Studios. The other four theme parks really don't have much Star Wars to offer you other than like merchandise. Um, But Hollywood Studios is where it's at. You have your Star Wars land um, called Galaxy's Edge. Batuu is the planet you're on when you're there. And this is where you can just really be immersed in the Star Wars story. You feel like you're on the planet. The signs are in a different, you know, language. Everything is just wonderfully themed. You'll get a chance to see some of the characters. Chewie, Ray, Kylo Ren are walking about sometimes. Stormtroopers will just come from out of nowhere and you can have interaction with them. So it is an awesome, awesome, immersive land. In Galaxy's Edge, some different things that you can do there. You can build a droid, and these are so fun. You can go in, pick the parts, um, pick sort of the attitude that your droid has. Um, Lots of fun, so you're not just picking up a droid. It's kind of like Build-A-Bear, but build a droid. You also have the opportunity to build a lightsaber if you want. Um, Those are both experiences that you need to make reservations for, but awesome. My kids have done the droid building, both of them, and had a great time, and you'll see people out, you know, letting their droids robot around in Galaxy's Edge. At night, people will have their lightsabers out and taking awesome photos. So those are definitely experiences that you might want to look into if you have major Star Wars fans. All right, next thing, Galaxy's Edge currently only has two Star Wars rides in it. Those are Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, where you are driving the Millennium Falcon. You'll see it right outside the building. That's another great spot um, to get 
get Disney Photo Pass and have some awesome shots in front of the Millennium Falcon. And the other is possibly the greatest ride in all of Walt Disney World, um, and that is Rise of the Resistance. So if you have Star Wars fans, I feel like these rides are must-dos um, to navigate them so that you're not having to wait in line for Ever, you might want to consider rope dropping Hollywood Studios. In fact, not might want to consider it. Do it, okay? If you're staying on Disney property, you get into Hollywood Studios 30 minutes before everyone else. And also, they tend to open Galaxy's Edge just a little bit earlier than they do other parts of Hollywood Studios. So if you can be there first thing and head straight over there, that could work in your favor. I will let you know, when it comes to Rise of the Resistance, you got kind of a 50-50 shot. Will it work first thing in the morning? Will it be up and running? Will it not? Knock on wood. I have had good luck with my family of going there first thing and being able to get on it. But your way around that is considering purchasing the individual lightning lane right at 7 a.m. if you're staying on property. And just knowing you have that ride set in stone, if it ever happens to be down when your time to ride it comes up, um, you're going to be able to get on it whenever it's up and running at a later time. So this is a one-time cost per person to ride the ride once. But if you've got major fans and you've never been there before, I definitely think it's a must-do. Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run is available on Genie Plus. So if you've purchased that for Hollywood Studios, that is a ride you can use it on. You cannot on... Rise of the Resistance, unless you buy that individual lightning lane. But another hack for Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run is there is a single rider line that can move much faster. So if you're willing to kind of split up your party, um, that can be a good hack to not have to wait in line as long. So some other offerings you want to take advantage of in Galaxy's Edge. I love, love, love over at Docking Bay 7. They have the Ronto wraps. You can get them for breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. This is a quick service um, restaurant there. You can grab and go mobile order your food. There's fun popcorn stands. um, Lots of little shops you can walk in and get all your Star Wars merch. And if you're looking for a dining reservation, there is not a sit-down restaurant here, but there is Oga's Candy. Cantina, which is your Star Wars themed like bar, little apps, that kind of thing. There are some awesome drinks in here, but it is a very tight spot. It is something you need to get those reservations for. Um, And they do kind of cycle you through quickly. You may end up standing while you're there enjoying your beverage. So it's not the place to go to sit down and get off your feet. Um, But again, If you're over-the-top fan, definitely check it out. Try to snag a reservation in there for maybe a little midday or late-night drink. I've heard if you can hang out in there at the end of the night, and then when you leave and it's dark and Galaxy's Edge is empty... It can be an awesome experience. Okay, so Galaxy's Edge, that part of Hollywood Studios is really where it's at. But there are other Star Wars-y things outside of that. So not too far outside the entrance of Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios, which if you're walking in the front entrance of Hollywood Studios is to your left in case you're rope dropping and scurrying back there in the morning. Um, But right before you get to that is actually Star Tours. And before they opened Galaxy's Edge, that was like your Star Wars thing that you did at Hollywood Studios. Um, This tends to have a nice low weight. It can be something that you can easily get on Genie Plus 
or that you can walk over most times of the day without a super long wait. Um, Simulation type ride. I cannot ride it. I rode it once when I was young and it was too much for me. So if you have motion sickness, watch out for that. Um, But this can be a fun one for most of the family if you can handle it. And also tip, there is a gift shop after this ride, which anyone can go in even if you don't ride it. But you can build like the plasticky lightsabers here that might be much more suitable for your young children, their level of roughness, and also your budget. So the building a lightsaber in Savi's workshop in Galaxy's Edge can be like $200. Building one in this little gift shop, we're talking like 30, 40 bucks. So that's definitely something that you want to check out if you have the younger kids that want to swing around a lightsaber. Also, on the other side of Hollywood Studios, um, you will see back by kind of the Nick Jr. Playhouse Disney like sing along, there is Star Wars Launch Pad. So this is kind of tucked back in the back of the park, but this is where you're going to have your meet and greet. So normally you can see Vader back here, BB 8 is back here, other characters that they kind of cycle out, but this is where you'll go. You can see lots of Star Wars posters, some different things from the movies um, and the series, and then you can get your picture with the those characters. So again, it's kind of hidden in the back. It's not near Galaxy's Edge or Star Tours, but definitely another spot to get your, you know, Star Wars on. Okay, next up, I'm going to go to Disney Springs. So over in Disney Springs, Giant Lego Store is a great place to go. If you are a Lego Star Wars fan, they have tons of sets, lots of fun displays in there. And there is also a Star Wars um, themed shop in Disney Springs, kind of across from World of Disney, a little bit to the right if you're exiting that store. So you can definitely check that out. That's a great way to get some of your Star Wars merch if you're not going into Hollywood Studios. But while you're there, you're going to see lots of stuff. Even if you're not visiting Hollywood Studios, other parks, you'll probably be able to find some Star Wars merch. Um, But Disney Springs, heading over to that store, you can get some cool things. And last time I was there, they also had the option to build the, you know, cheaper lightsabers in that store. So that can be something to check out. Okay, if I want a hotel experience and I'm a Star Wars fan... You really only have one option. So the Galactic Star Cruiser is a new, immersive, role-play, everything kind of experience where you feel like you are in a Star Wars story. So this is more like a cruise, but it's a, a space cruise. Friends, you don't go anywhere. You stay on land, but you're really in space. Um, so this is something to check out right now. These are only like two night sailings. And I won't go super duper in depth on this episode because the Star Cruiser could be its own episode. Um, but basically, you're checking into that hotel. You're staying in your spacecraft themed room. You're eating on the ship. You do land in Batu at some point and head to Hollywood Studios to take part in the Galaxy's Edge things there that I talked about earlier in the episode. Um, And then you're heading back on the ship. You are a part of the story. You can be as immersed in it 
and be as active in the story as you like, or you could kind of sit back and watch. But you do actually have missions and places you need to go and things you need to scan in and do. So this really is for the ultimate Star Wars fan. It does come with a much more expensive price tag than just staying at like a Disney resort hotel for a night because you're paying for your included food, the whole experience. But if you have someone that is die hard, I definitely think that that is something to look into. So those are your big hits for your Star Wars fan. Now let's switch gears to Marvel. So dramatic pause for effect. Um, My friends, if you have major Marvel fans and you are coming to Walt Disney World, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, If you don't know, Universal actually had rights to Marvel. That's why you've got, you know, Hulk and other rides over at Universal. And then Disney acquired a part of that. And there's a whole thing. But basically, this side of the Mississippi, Disney is very, very limited to what Marvel characters they have any access to. Right now, your big ticket is Guardians of the Galaxy. So if you do have that over-the-top Marvel fan, um, Avengers Campus is in Disneyland. And I've not been out there yet, but it is amazing. And there are pictures and rides and character meets, and it's completely awesome. If you're at Disney World, though, your best bet for your Marvel fan is to head to Epcot and ride Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Danielle can no longer ride that ride because of a motion sickness issue, Um, but it's a fantastic ride. You are immersed. You are on a smooth coaster. There is all the things happening. I will definitely be back to walk through the queue and (laughs) take all that in. I will just be skipping the ride. There is a cute little gift shop after that ride. Again, anyone can go in that, even if you didn't ride it. And that's really where you're going to get a bulk of your Marvel merch. You will find other Marvel merchandise throughout Walt Disney World. Okay, so Hollywood Studios, the World of Disney Store and Disney Springs. You're going to find other Marvel things, even if you don't make it to Epcot. But this is just a really fun little spot where you get some of the Guardians of the Galaxy and Avenger stories. Um, right outside Cosmic Rewind. Now, this next thing I'm going to mention is sort of cheating because it's not Marvel-themed, but it could work for Star Wars or Marvel. Space 220 is a newer restaurant in Epcot where you feel like you are eating in space. You get to take a space elevator up from the ground of Epcot up into space, and then you dine in space. You are surrounded by screens that just make you feel like you are up there 220 miles above Earth to eat cool space-themed foods. Um, This is one that you need an advanced dining reservation for. It is a hot commodity because it's a newer restaurant still. There is a lounge also available that you can get reservations for or try to do walk-up wait list for that one as well. I'd suggest that if maybe you had a smaller party that was trying to go. So that can be fun if you, you know, are in the space theme for either Marvel or Star Wars um, to check out that restaurant. Last thing I'm going to mention for 
Marvel is in Disney Springs. Lego store again. Tons of Star Wars and Marvel Lego sets there that you can check out. Sometimes some builds will be up of some of the characters. So that can be a fun location if you have people interested in both. All right, and last thing I'll mention for Marvel on select Disney cruises, there are Marvel Days at Sea where you're going to get to see the characters and you're going to have specialty dining experiences that are Marvel themed. Also on the newest Disney cruise line ship, the Disney Wish, there is an Marvel themed dining experience that's kind of hosted by Ant-Man and Wasp. So that could definitely be something to look into, look for at specific cruises and select dates when they offer that Marvel Day at Sea. And that could be a great option for your Marvel fan there. All right, everyone, that's what I got for you regarding Star Wars and Marvel, kind of both sides of the gamut. Lots of options for Star Wars, not as many for Marvel. But regardless, hopefully your fan or yourself can find something related to those two um, that you can enjoy while you're at Walt Disney World. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening today. I would love, love to connect with you on Instagram at Mountains of Magic or over on Facebook at Fantastical Vacations by Danielle. Please give me a follow over there. Check it out. I share lots of tips related to things I share in the podcast as well as other things that I don't really get to cover. So be sure to check out those accounts. And if you need help planning your magical vacation at no cost to you, I would love, love to assist. You can find my email in the show notes. And as always, my friends, thanks for listening and hope you have a magical day. Bye-bye.